Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. Are you ready to get back into the driver's seat of my own solo cleaning business, Carfagno Cleaning? Well, I have kept my promise from the introduction to this podcast through now, and I will continue updating you every single week with progress for my own solo company. Listen, 2020 has been a great year as I've hit several growth goals. Carfagno Cleaning is cranking as a solo cleaning company. My brand and reputation is established. I'm known by many in my community as the cleaning and disinfecting expert. I'm known as a presentation cleaning expert as well, and that my prices reflect these expertises. My marketing machine is fully operational with Google My Business, local networking groups, an interactive optimizer's website, and a proven sales strategy. And I'm finalizing my 2020 desired cleaning schedule, which would include all-day Saturday office cleaning every week and three houses per day every other Thursday and Friday. That's it. That's all I wanted to fill up since this year started. And I'm getting super close to this goal. Just need one more house and one more office. And once I get there, check this out. This great schedule will create over $90,000 in annualized revenue. This update, however, is different. As I'm combining multiple weeks, that all seemed to kind of mesh together. I got back from the Total Life Freedom Mastermind Retreat in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October the 9th with big ideas to close out 2020 and beyond. But my life took another track. In late October, just a few weeks later, my pop-up went into the ER for a life-saving procedure. He's been in the ICU at University of Pennsylvania Hospital ever since. I'm the family point of contact and have been fielding doctor calls daily and updating the family daily. I've been making important medical decisions for him daily. We are constantly evaluating potential end-of-life care, which we hate thinking about, but we have to to be responsible to honor his wishes to not be kept alive on a machine. It has been that kind of a month It is extremely exhausting. We are so grieved. We're so sad. And we're just fighting that this will have a positive ending. I've literally had my phone on the loudest ringer setting 24-7, never knowing when I'm going to get a call in the middle of the night from a doctor with bad news. And unfortunately, I have received many of those already. I've been coordinating all of this care and its potential post care out of the hospital with nursing homes and physical therapy, occupational therapy, setting up all the pieces for what's next for my grandfather has fallen on me as I've taken the lead in the family. Again, I am exhausted. I am so thankful that I put in the work this year for my cleaning company to be where it is. 
I can simply show up to all the scheduled cleanings I have on my calendar and collect the money. We are profiting over $5,000 per month right now just from cleaning on a few days per week. New leads come in each week that are filtered out or filtered in by my super cool and amazing Optimizers website, which I've done a YouTube video on, on the Solo Cleaning School YouTube channel, which is linked in this episode here, and also on a podcast entitled the same, Optimizers website. I'm attending all local networking meetings that I can attend. I'm setting up new estimates and taking on new one-time jobs as they are available. I'm not stopping life, but I'm maintaining. I'm not growing, I'm maintaining. Having my business and goals set up as they are right now, this has given me ultimate freedom to take care of my family and my papa, my grandfather, while he is in the hospital. I want to ask you a question. Does this motivate you? Would you like a solo cleaning business that's fully operational, fully optimized, and fully automated? Now, not that I'm there yet, but I'm getting closer. These are two questions I want you to really ponder. And if you answered yes to either of them, make sure you check out this podcast from the beginning through now so you can see exactly how I've set up my business so that I can do what I need to do for my family. You see, you got to build it before you need it so that when you need it, it's there. Now, I've done a really good job at that this year, and I'm very proud of the work I've put in because now I can take the time I need to take care of the ones that I love. Now, let me share some updates from these past weeks in business and in life. The first update is a win for my website. My wife posted a baby table on Facebook Marketplace Becky and her husband are the ones that purchased it. And through conversation, I guess through the Messenger app, she had noticed that Teresa, my wife, had a cleaning company listed under her profile. And so Becky asked her, so I see you own a cleaning company. This started a dialogue, which led to Becky saying, I'm very interested in maybe getting an estimate from your company. And so Teresa asked me, what should I say to her? Here's what I told her, Teresa, I've done my website. My optimizer's website is fully operational for the exact situation like this. Send her this link. And I sent her a link from an article on how much do you charge for cleaning, Ken? And this would obviously lead her into all the other articles on my site, frequently asked questions, interviews I've done with the chamber and other things that are very useful before and after pictures. I wanted the website to do the work for me. And it did. Becky loved the article and how in-depth my website was. She filtered herself in to my marketing sales funnel and we set up an estimate. They were a lovely family. Becky invited me to sit down on the back porch. We discussed the cleaning in an interview format, but it was really more of a conversation. And I want to share this. Be prepared for that. As some families, they will expect this. You walk in and you think you're just going to walk around the house, ask some questions, write down some preferences and leave. Some families, they want to sit you down on the couch or the kitchen table and they want to ask you some questions in an interview format. Be prepared for that and be willing to do it. To date, over 15 years of doing house and office cleaning estimates, I've been asked to sit down at a chair, a table, an outside patio about 10 times. It doesn't happen often, 
but each time I've been willing to do it. And it's important again that you do. After the conversation that Becky and I had, we walked around the house where I was able to ask those questions and take notes on their preferences. I promised, as I always do, various customized cleaning options and prices in a proposal format that I would email to her by the beginning of the following week. And as usual, I met that promise because that promise being met represents an opportunity to build trust. You've got to take advantage of every single opportunity to build trust. Hear me? It's really important. Now, unfortunately, Becky and her husband had to say no because of price. But what was really cool is that she indicated that she really, really, really wanted to say yes, but the cost was just too high. And this has happened dozens of times in several situations to me over the years. And sometimes they call back and hire me because they can't find anybody and they realize that I am the best and that I'm worth the price. That totally may happen here. And I don't know what will or will not, but I did ask Becky if I could add her to my mailing list so she could get some cleaning tips in a newsletter format a few times per week. And she jumped at the opportunity and said, yes, exclamation point. Matt and Laura are another couple. They couldn't handle cleaning by themselves anymore with both working full-time and raising a little one. They Googled house cleaning and they found my company highly rated. Thanks, Google My Business. Matt checked out my profile and called me right away. While on the call, I promoted my website for many of the questions that he had. Matt pulled up my site literally while we were talking on the phone about cleaning. And he's like, whoa, this is a really great site. Whoa, this is, wow, you're legit. You got all the stuff. I said, well, thank you very much. And I just guided him through some of the frequently asked questions, the before and after pictures, etc. And by the time we were done and I shared my prices, he said, yes, let's get an estimate pronto. Another cool update is I took my daughter to a follow-up podiatrist appointment. If you may remember on a previous episode, I took her in to get some warts taken care of, plantar warts on the bottom of the feet. I had no idea how contagious these things were until I found out that one wart from my daughter's foot spread to all four of my older children. My youngest guy doesn't take stand-up showers, so he's the only one that didn't get it. I was curious how this happens, so I asked the podiatrist and she explained it was a virus that's highly contagious in very warm and moist environments like locker rooms and showers. And I felt embarrassed as a cleaner that is an expert in disinfecting. Why was I not disinfecting this virus? Because I didn't think about it. You see, everybody is so wrapped up with the coronavirus in 2020 that I forgot that there are other ones like the rotavirus, which is the stomach bug. That doesn't go away. The flu, that's still here. How about plantar wart virus? Yep, that's one to think about too. And so I took... The knowledge that she gave me in the last appointment, her name is Dr. Callion. I got her on my email list. I asked permission first, told her I wanted to write up an article on disinfecting this so she could pass it on to her other docs and patients. She said, yes, I did the research. I wrote the article. I published it. 
And Dr. Kellyan, when she saw me, she said, I loved the article. It was very informative. She confirmed that they were, as a medical office, doing the recommendations that I had already provided in the email. She said she passed the email on to the partners of the medical office. And I also got some responses back from other Chamber of Commerce members, including our executive director, Stephen Hunsberger, who thought it was an excellent article. You see, I wasn't trying to get something from this. This was an opportunity to educate my community. It was also an opportunity to share a great business with the community. And I believe that the Indian Valley Podiatry and Associates have done an amazing job with my children this summer. And so I wanted to promote them and promote one of their own doctors for her help. So that was really cool. This is just an example of me being a go-giver. And when you understand the go-giver philosophy, it's ripples in the pond. And eventually, those ripples will come back to you. It's pretty incredible. Here's something really cool that Teresa and I got to do during these last few weeks. We were supposed to go to Kentucky for a business retreat for the Smart Cleaning Tribe and the Digital Systems Boot Camp that Courtney wisely runs. And in this retreat, my role was going to help these cleaning business owners with employees, not solos, help them plan their 2021 with big, hairy, audacious goals, BHAGs, help them with their 2021 vision, and then set monthly SMART goals. And this was going to be a lot of fun. But unfortunately, Courtney had to cancel the trip last minute. So what was my wife and I to do with five days of babysitters, well, four and a half days of babysitters, a car, some money, some time, and the opportunity to go wherever we wanted to. We felt like college kids again, like, hey, Teresa, where should we go? Should we go to the beach? Should we go to the mountains? Should we rent a house? And ultimately, we decided to stay close. Now, since I'm dealing with daily doctor calls with my grandfather, I didn't want to slip away too far in case I needed to come back to the hospital. So we settled on the beautiful, quaint villages and farms of Amish country, Pennsylvania. We stayed at this lovely bed and breakfast called the Barn at Strasburg. A good friend of mine in Total Life Freedom, John Schuchman, who's a Lancaster-based real estate agent, gave me a list of things that you must do in Lancaster. And this was a place that was high on his list. I called and spoke to the owner, Gina, and she immediately impressed me. The place looked amazing, and when we showed up, it did not let us down. Gina is a server to the nth degree. I gave her a huge TripAdvisor review, five-star. I mean, she made these incredible, extravagant breakfasts each morning. The rooms were first class. It was a beautiful countryside. We had so much we were able to do. Let me just put this out there. I did say we felt like we were in college, except for one thing. When we were in college, we didn't care about rolling hills and farms and covered bridges and antique stores. That is something that as you get old, like me, those things become really fun. But here's the thing. Having five kids and getting away for any amount of time 
we've literally gone to grocery stores with no kids and be like, look at us, we're free. It's awesome. We love Target. We love Walmart. We love the grocery store. So having four and a half days in Amish country was incredible. The recharge was so needed. We watched lots of Netflix. We read books. We did the antique thing. Here's something cool that I'm learning about myself. I totally geek out in antique stores. I love antique stores, but not the whole antique store. Only about 10% of it where they have the old books. I think these antique books are so cool. The last time we were in an antique store, I picked up some school books from the late 1800s, and it was so interesting to see what was taught in schools 140, 130 years ago. And this time, I went through shelves and shelves of antique books, and of all the books I flipped through, two were interesting enough for me to buy. One was a textbook written in the 1930s for regular high school students where they learned real-life business and entrepreneurship skills. This is not taught in our schools anymore. And to look through this book was fascinating to see that this stuff was taught. And you can see easily how our greatest generation who were prepared in schools in the 30s were so incredibly patriotic and so entrepreneurial and so forward thinking in the 40s and 50s. It is so cool. And the other book I grabbed was an 1880s Charles Dickens Christmas stories book. And the first story is the Christmas Carol with Marley and Scrooge. I think it starts out, Marley was dead. He's dead as a doornail. (laughs) But that was such a cool find. I mean, a Charles Dickens Scrooge book from 140 years ago. I was so excited to grab that, read it to my kids for Christmas. So those are the two books that I grabbed. And I'm just totally into antique books. It's such a cool thing and it's becoming a hobby. Call me old, I don't care. If you think that this is fun too, send me an email and we can compare books, all right? The final update for this podcast is also the title. I've shared multiple times in my weekly networking group, the MCBA, the Montgomery County Business Alliance. I've talked about this a lot. I am now the co-education chair with Shelby Miller, who's a realtor locally, and I was asked to do a presentation on podcasting because we're going through a marketing series. What are the different marketing channels and things you can do that are creative? I've talked about podcasting. People know that I do it. They're very interested, and I did a presentation on it at the MCBA. It was a huge hit. My talk inspired many of the members to want to possibly start their own podcast. The kind of questions they asked me were, hey, Ken and Shelby, could we do some more brainstorming on this in a future education segment? Maybe we can pick a person and brainstorm ideas for a podcast that they could host. Others just messaged me or emailed me thanking me for the information, saying I got them really thinking. See, I didn't talk about the solo cleaning school necessarily, although I used that as my example. I talked about other podcasters I know, such as my good buddy John Stongi, who's a local pastor. Well, he has a podcast, which is a daily chapter from the Bible, and it's got over 3 million downloads. And this has set him up to monetize his blog and to get a book deal with Random House. I know other people that I shared in this presentation that have built a service-based business like I do in cleaning, 
and they put a podcast along with it to teach other technicians that are also in their industry like I've been doing. And that podcast has turned into a platform for coaching and leading people in their industry. It's incredible. Plus, it also has brought employees to their business that have heard their podcast in other cities and they said, I really like this guy. I like this company. I want to come work for him. I shared stories like that. I just tried to share some success stories and ideas and statistics on the power of the podcast. I let them know that there's only a million podcasts compared to 350 million YouTube channels. I shared that they are growing at an incredibly fast rate. I shared that my own podcast in one year just reached 20,000 downloads and it has gotten me business. People were amazed to hear this and it really got a ball started for sure. So I was so thankful that I was given that chance to present and this is not the end. This is just the start and I hope to be able to help many people locally with ideas, brainstorming for new podcasts. Plus, I had a video where I went through my setup and I showed that at the presentation. And my son, Kenny, who edits my podcast, did some talking. And this is really cool. But the people in the room said, hey, we don't want to listen to you. We want to listen to that guy, pointing to my 16-year-old son. And some said, hey, if we start a podcast, can we hire him to as an editor? I said, sure, he's available. And my son, Kenny, is now editing for his business. So anyone out there, if you think this podcast is edited well, reach out to me or you can email my son, Kenny Carfagno at gmail.com. He is doing this as a side business for himself as well. So let's go to the title of this podcast episode as we wrap this up. Should I start a podcast? Because the people in the room, when I was doing the presentation, starting a podcast to them seemed foreign Some of them didn't even know what it was. But when I did the presentation, they realized the potential for themselves. I ask you the same question. You're a solo cleaning business. Maybe you have other things that you do as well on the side besides your solo cleaning business. So ask yourself the question, should I start a podcast? Don't dismiss it. It has done a ton for me in my local solo cleaning business, and it definitely would for you as well. It's like when you write a book, all of a sudden you're an expert to people that see the book on the internet or in a store. When you have a podcast on whatever topic it is, you're considered an expert. So think about that. Having a podcast could be a marketing tool for you. Now, it's not for everybody. If you hate speaking, if you're super introverted like me, and I've come out of my skin, you guys told you this many times, but if you don't like speaking and you can never see yourself doing it, that's fine. But if you love talking and you have a lot of things that you like to share or teach and your heart is full, a podcast could be a great idea for you. And just like I told to the people in the MCBA meeting, if you're considering starting a podcast, reach out to me. I have no problem taking the time to help you. And I can do this in a few ways. First, you know that I have the Solo Cleaning School Elite Membership. You can go to the website and you can check out what's available there. I have bi-weekly Facebook Live Q&As, a full ISO model training system for getting your solo cleaning business to the level that mine is at. And I also, on the same webpage, have a link 
to set up a free call with me if you have some questions. I do a lot, one to two 30-minute slots per week to connect with podcast listeners. So I hope some of you take advantage of that as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Have an incredible day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.